Bacon. Mm, yeah. yeah. Bacon? You don't put bacon in your body. Why not? The worst thing you could put in your body. I love hog. It's fried fat. I eat everything on the pig except the squeal. Huh. Oink. What's up, Bulldog fans? It's your boy, Dog Today, here with my co-host, Matty Light. Uh, before we get into some ball, um, just wanted to let you all know, uh, last Friday I, I threw out a tweet saying I lost my mom um, and got a bunch of just awesome responses uh, just from the Bulldog family. Um, but not only them, but just uh, Arkansas fans and Ole Miss fans just saying uh, they were thinking about me, praying for me, and just uh, being with me through the loss. So I just want to say thank you for all you guys out there that uh, reached out to me. Um, I appreciate it, and uh, even had some guys saying that, uh, you know, the dogs were going to get a, get a dub for mom, and uh, they pulled through, got a big win. Um, as we predicted, uh, KJ did not play, and uh, we played pretty well. I think they made a mistake going with, uh, with uh, Fortin off the start. They should have went with Malik Hornsby uh, to start. I think it would have been a little more of a competitive game, but – Bulldogs played uh, lights out in almost every facet, minus the PATs. Um, the dogs are hot right now. I hate, I hate to say it, but I've got to. The dogs are hot, Matt. So what would you see? What would you like? What would you not like? Look, we've had two decisive victories over two teams that, you know, I think – I don't know about Arkansas. I think that they weren't super overrated to begin this season. I think that they're reaming from a lot of hurt guys, so – but I, I, I do think A&M was a little overrated at the beginning of the season. But either way, they're both still decent football teams, and we got two decisive wins at home against them, and that's that's really got me feeling good, especially, you know, you know, it's one thing for your offense to play, you know, lights out against, you know, Southeastern or, you know, Tulsa or something like that. But it's it's another thing to do it against two good SEC defenses. Uh and I was really excited to see the offenses firing on our all cylinders. I think uh, we scored a touchdown on three of the first four drives we had in the Arkansas game this this week. Uh, that was really good to see. Uh, you know, we didn't – I don't think we even got in a third down situation on the first drive. Um, and then we – on the second or fourth drive, I believe, we uh, got a th- uh, fourth and three uh, Malik – uh, or excuse me, Malik. Um, what are you thinking about? I'm trying to <laughs> – I forgot our back's name. Uh, Marks, that's Dylan what I'm trying to say. Yes, Woody. Mark. Yeah, Woody got uh, a fourth and three here uh, to uh, keep that drive alive, and that was huge. You know, I, Leach has really bought into the fourth down analytics thing more than I think in the past couple years. And, you know, I feel like a lot of that has to do with our kicking. Um, and as you would probably agree, that's probably the case. But also, I, I like being ballsy, especially at that point. I think we were up a score or two. So it was, you know, I'm not I'm not going to quarrel with that at all. But, yeah, man, uh, offensive line, again, we, we said it last week, did not give up a sack to A&M, did not give up one sack against Arkansas this week again. Uh, of course, Arkansas was only rushing three for the majority of the game, and I think that was a mistake on their part. But uh, that's what they did. They beat us uh, last year and uh, the year before was because of they just dropped eight on us and we couldn't move the ball. Well, we showed that if you're just going to drop eight the whole time, we're going to pick you apart from underneath. And that's what we did. We ran the ball well. We picked them apart. And, uh, man, it was fun to watch. I, I enjoyed watching the game. And uh, – it was it was a fun ball game to watch. Like I wouldn't, I never got real nervous about this game, and 
that's always nice as a Mississippi State fan because I'm usually always nervous at any facet, even if we're up four touchdowns. So, yeah. So it felt very similar to the A&M game to me. Did you feel? And I know it's kind of probably tr- a little hard to remember. So we were up 11 at half in this game, and we were up uh, 14 at half last week, I believe. Which game did you feel bad about going into halftime? Um, to be honest, I felt better about this game going into halftime than I did against A&M. Because, yes, we were down by less points this game, but from what I was seeing on the field, we were moving the ball so much better than them. And if it weren't for the big plays that we gave up, you know, we were holding them on defense. Like the defense was holding them until they gave up a big play over the top. And that is how they got all the yardage to score those touchdowns in the first half or, and the field goal. So, you know, you take those huge chunk plays out of there that, you know, it's just a blown coverage. We were beating them on both sides of the football and it wasn't close. So that's why I felt so much better because I figured we'd go in at halftime, regroup on defense a little bit and, you know, figure out why we're missing coverages and stuff and come out and, you know, put more of a stop to it. And I think we did a decent job of that. Yeah, I um, I failed to see how they didn't realize during the week that Malik Hornsby was a better option at QB for them. Um, they, I don't think at all they would have beat us, but if they had started him, I think it would have been somewhat of a competitive game. Um, it was, it just made no sense to me. Like this guy that they started had one touchdown in four years and three picks and was just quite frankly, just not an athlete. Like if, if you're going to beat Arnett's defense, you've got to have an athletic quarterback and, they didn't. They just don't. I, or they didn't start the right one. Um, they did after a while, but it was just too late. And uh, we forced him to, you know, into – and he threw some great uh, – well, we'll get into the busted coverages later, but, like, he had some success throwing. He was just playing from behind. And I feel like if he was from behind, it, it, he actually probably could have settled down and, and uh, maybe even gotten a rhythm and, and made some plays, and it would have been a, a more exciting, um, tense game. Uh, or exciting for the Arkansas fans anyway. I had a blast blowing them out. but um, I'll take a blowout our way any day. To be oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> but I will say at some point we are going to have to win a close game. Yeah. Um, as much as I love blowing you know teams out uh, and going on the road this weekend at a night game, you know whether Will Levis plays or not, I feel like I don't expect to beat them by 23 points on the road at night. Um, can we do it? Absolutely. Uh but just um, doing it is, is a, a different thing, and I think I think Stoops is a good coach, and I think they'll probably learn their lesson from the South Carolina loss and run the ball uh, a little more if Levis isn't playing. But that's kind of TBD as of now. Um, I don't know, man. I just uh, it was a great win. Leach op- Leach obviously is changing the offense. He's running the ball more. Um, more than I thought he would, and I, I thought he was going to increase it a little by from last year, but I don't know if it's him or some of the guys on his sideline, but somebody has convinced him to say, oh, okay, you're going to drop these many guys and, you know, try and just make us lose in coverage. All right, I'll run the ball. I'll run it until you make me stop. 
and, and he'll do it over and over yeah. and over and it's it's beautiful it really oh, is beautiful it is that's exactly what he did the first drive we came out and just ran it down their throats because they were lining three guys up on the line five in the box and we just you know uh johnson just ran it down their throats i believe uh we only had two pass plays maybe two or three on the, on the first maybe drive three. Yeah. yeah three um so you know i love that you know i i trust me i am I have been a Mississippi State fan as long as I am, or as long as I have been. I've kind of gotten fed up with the QB draws up the middle situation that we had on, going on for right. you know ten years here. So right. it is nice to see an offense that throws the ball. I you know so I'm not taking away from that. I don't want to get away from the air raid, but it is a huge plus to have that running ability and that running threat because it opens up so many more options. And that's exactly what we did. You know, if they're going to give us a light box, then we're going to run it down their throats. And man, it was fun to watch. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and I, we talked about it earlier in the year about just kind of slowly getting the offense toward a more of a Lincoln Riley style air raid. Cause he took, well, not only Lincoln, but multiple coaches have taken what they learned from Leach when they were under Leach and kind of tweaked it to more of a, a run and shoot or a little bit more of a balanced air raid and it's worked great for riley it really has we uh we threw on 56 and a half percent of our place this weekend like that's and, awesome like that and, that is super cra- and that's throwing for 400 yards and three touchdowns like that is great offense uh, 395 yards. Oh, okay, okay. Dude, that still that still ticked me off that they. Uh, yeah, they, took him they before took, he hit they his took well out. Yeah, he needed five yards to get that 400, and I I believe if he would have got that other 400 yard game in one season or something, he would have tied a record or something like that. But uh, whatever, you know, we had a good game. I'm not going to get bent out of shape about that. But um, another thing with 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 what you were talking about with the quarterback thing with Hornsby and uh. Fortin, 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 I guess, whatever. Yeah. Hornsby was absolutely the best athlete in the quarterback position for them that they had available last week. Um, And when he was in the game, he had a couple of big runs that really gashed us, you know? Um, And um, he was the lead rusher on their team. He he had eight carries for 114 yards, averaged 14.3 a carry, which one of those was like, I think like 60 yards or something like that. So it kind of skewed the numbers a little bit, but it, you know, having that mobile quarterback back there was a good thing for them. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised they didn't do that because what did we say? uh, We were talking uh, on the Arkansas preview last week and what was the number? Was it 25 for rocket to have 25 carries? Uh, Yeah, I did over under 25 again. And I think, he had I don't 20. Remember what he he, took, he, he said 20. Uh I, I can't remember what uh the guy on the podcast took but uh but Rocket, but had, Rocket 20. had 20. But the the numbers that stick out to me is that is one of the best backs in the SEC and we held him 20 carries right. for 86 yards, 4.3 yards a carry and one touchdown. Yeah. yeah. That's you pretty know. modest. You yeah. Know. With it's a not, it's not uh elite but it's it's you'll take that. Uh, I, and and if we can hold everybody's back to that, I feel like we can win a lot of games this season. You know, yeah, um, yeah, one hundred percent. So that our run defense has struggled at times, conba- uh, containing the quarterback, which we saw again with Hornsby this week. But I feel like, 
and and then he got hurt, so he got taken out for a little bit, and then he came back in, and then they then they were kind of in and out, and I didn't really know what was going on, but uh, yeah, it was. I I feel like once we got pressure on him towards the later half of the game, when he felt like he had to do something big, that's when you know he threw the picks, of course, and you know we really got under his skin and started you know really stopping him. But man, it was a uh, it's fun to watch our defense stop that run against some of these guys, like uh, against Texas A and M. I mean, these are two backs back to back that have been very good backs, and I feel like we did a decent job at bottling them up for the most part. You know, so uh, yeah, they're so fun to watch, man. Like the uh, the goal line stand, like that gas. Oh, me up. that was beautiful. And to be honest, and, uh, if we don't go for it on fourth down and go up by two touchdowns, the drive before that. They kick right. the field goal there, and it's yeah, a, it's it a it's ten game. yeah it's ten to three instead of. 14 right. to 7 or 14 right. to 0, right? So right. I feel like they did that. We, what we did the drive before forced them into doing that. And then we stopped them. Man, it, it was great. I love it. Yeah. Arnett is very bend, don't break. And um, knock on wood, you know, so far it, it's uh, it's working, um, you know, and I like it. So that that's kind of how Jeff Collins was when he was a DC here. Um, he gave up a, a decent amount of yards, but not a whole lot of points and uh yards don't win football games so points do and i will i will certainly take that um typically the longer you make somebody work for it and the longer you keep them on the field uh the higher chances are they're going to make a mistake and uh when they make a mistake you know and you get them in second and long or third and long, you know, that's the chance, or that's when you strike and you make them pay for it, or they're just simply not good enough to cover third and 15. You know, that's when you tighten up and that's when you get the ball back. Um, and uh, I don't know, it's fun, man. Uh, Arnett is a, is a great DC and he's a, a going to be a head coach one day. I just hope we can keep him as long as possible. But um, with that being said, uh, I'm good here. You want to get into what we know? Yeah, yeah, we can go on. Uh, yeah, um, go ahead. Cool. All right. Well, my first thing is just like out of what I'm seeing just throughout the conference and, and what we have left on the schedule is uh, this team just has a chance, keyword chance, to be really special. Um, they obviously have Bama and UGA left and Bama, fortunately, away. Uh, but we saw what A&M, a team that we handled, did in Tuscaloosa Saturday they had a chance to win it at the at the very end of the game, down four. Uh, probably one of the worst play play calls I've seen this year. Uh, with a with a true quarterback throwing uh, to her pylon, it was terribly timed to a receiver that I think is a freshman or a sophomore as well. When you have like probably a top five running back in the country in your backfield and a chain, just run the ball like that's another and you know Jimbo Fisher is going to pay for that in my coach's ranking here later but that was awful I mean yeah. I don't I don't I don't understand it I I could probably sit here and talk 30 minutes about how awful that was but anyway with that being said just what I see the rest of the schedule the way the stars are kind of aligning with you know UK is they're who we thought they were um and uh Ole Miss just looks like they're scathing by, you know, they're struggling with Vanderbilt. I still think they're good. I just don't think their defense is very good. Um, they have a great coach, but uh, you know, we we can we can win nine games. Yeah. Um, 
and I don't think that's the ceiling either. Look, I'm going to call it right now. If Alabama plays to the level that they did two nights ago against A&M, if they're missing two field goals and giving up, what was it, five turnovers, I want to say? It, it was, was a lot. It was a lot of turnovers. Uh, it was two fumbles, a pick, another fumble. I if it if it's if it's not five, it's four. They had a lot of turnovers. They let A and M hang around. They pretty much were trying to give that game away. If if Bama makes mistakes like that against us, uh, we're going to win that game, even if it's in yeah. Tuscaloosa. Yeah. It was four. It was three fumbles and a pick. Yeah, I mean they were just trying to give it away, man. That's the only uh, touchdowns I think A and M got were on the short yardage fumbles and stuff that they gave it to them on like Bama's 30 or something like that. It was, it was yeah, tough. Um, I don't know how, I mean, we'll find out this weekend and we'll get into some of the other games not being ours that are coming up, but Jalen Milrow is not a good quarterback. I know he had three touchdown passes, but he only threw for 111 yards, um, yeah. you know, and that's 5.8 yards per, uh, per or average, um, I guess. So they just, you put them in a long field against a, a good defense, and I just they just can't run the ball like they used to either. I mean, Jameer Gibbs is is really good, but I I don't know. I think against a team that can actually stuff the run and make Milrow pass, if if Jalen's playing, it, they're gonna they're gonna really struggle. Um, yeah, but we'll we'll cross that road when we get there. I you know I never want to say somebody's hurt, but like if, if we want to beat them and the refs on the road, like we need Milrow in the ball game. I don't want to see Bryce. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, true. But uh yeah, that's that's my that's my first thing. Um and my second thing uh for what we know is just like I think the offensive line is probably set where it is right now. They're playing really good back to back weeks against two really good defensive uh pass rush teams. And I'd think if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Um, well, that was my my main one was talking about the offensive line. And if it was pretty much if the offensive line can play like it did the last two weeks, uh, I think we have a good chance of winning some ball games down the down the home stretch here. You know, um, they just played outstanding the last two weeks and I, c- I couldn't ask for anything better. I mean, two games, zero sacks against two decent SEC defenses, front sevens. Yeah, I'll take that all day long. For sure. Um, did you have another what we know or no? No, I did not. Okay. Uh, my what we don't, number one, is TF is up with the PAT situation yet again. <laughs> I, the, the, this one was on a – uh, I'm not – It was a bad – it was a bad snap, wasn't it? Uh, or a bad hold. And the kicker didn't actually miss it. The, the, the hold – Okay, well, maybe I'm thinking about the first one. The PAT deal. So you think the first one was on the hold, but he missed two. I didn't really see the second one. I mean, I had a lot going on, but um, I missed it. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure who to blame here. Yeah, I'm actually not sure about the second one either. Um, But I do know that the first one, was on it was either a bad snap or the hold because i remember the holder like was trying to get the ball down couldn't figure it out so he just picked it up and tried to run with it and you know i mean what else can you do at that point um so the the kicker never even got a chance to kick it um 
the second one I I am actually not sure about either. I'd have to go back and figure that out. I got you. But yeah. Well, something needs to be done. Yeah, um it's, it's a pretty problem. embarrassing uh stat. Um number 2 is really just about our safeties just continuing to be busting coverage. Uh, Jalen Hazelwood was wide open down the middle of the field twice. I mean, like, not anybody within 10 yards of him. And that's, you know, if they're just throwing dimes over the top and you're there and he just places a perfect ball, I mean, you can't beat a perfect pass. You, you can't. But that is, like, not the case. These dudes are wide open where, like, third graders could just sling it down there to him because they're – they're just standing there. Like, I, I mean, he literally just stood there because the ball was so underthrown. He stood there on the hash, caught the ball, turned around, and still nobody had caught up to him. And then he took it, like, I don't know, 60 yards. Yeah. Um, that, like, that can't happen. Like, Jalen Hazelwood, I'm pretty sure, was a five-star in high school. Like, what like, what are you doing? Like, this dude transferred from Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, uh, and we're going to continue to see good receivers. So, we just need to. It's not going to get easier. No, uh, uh, part of the bend not break theory here is not breaking, so let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, um, um, that was that was definitely tough to watch. It's uh, like the big chunk plays. Like if it happens once, then you know it's like okay, well somebody messed up. Let's figure it out. But uh, I think there was like, I think I counted like three big passes that were caught that people yeah. like were nowhere near the guy, and like one was for a touchdown, and the other two I think were just huge chunk plays, and they did catch up to him and push him out of bounds or something but like we're we're busting coverages by 10 yards not by you know three feet or something like that so it's something needs to be done on that but you know it's hopefully they'll go back watch some film figure out what they did wrong and come out and play better next week that's that's what i hope for so yeah because i I haven't seen too many too much of that this year like there's been one or two a game that has been like okay well but like Arkansas really threw it, like it was. Just, I I just remember sitting there thinking, like, what what is going on in our secondary right now? I.e., mostly the safeties, but you know, whatever. Indeed. Well, those are my two. My my other one was going to be talking about the secondary and the big plays, so we can, we can pretty much move. Oh, on. okay. Well, man, we uh just out here, you know, doing um doing our I guess uh, telepathy thing. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's get into the the Talking Dogs power rankings, which I need to tweet out right now. Um, but I will read to you live. Um, and keep in mind, people, this is if I they play right now at a neutral site with healthy QBs. This is my rankings. One is uh, UGA is back on top. Bama just. Just might not move the needle for me right now, um, as Chef would say. Uh, but Bama's at two, and uh, this is a huge week. We got the two-three matchup this weekend. We'll talk about it later. Three, I got Tennessee. Four, I got Ole Miss. I'm gonna give them their six and no respect um, for now. Five is uh is uh Hell State. Six, I got UK. Seven, I got Florida. Eight LSU, nine A and M, ten Arkansas. They've just got a lot to fix, and they need to get healthy everywhere else too. Yeah. Uh, Eleven is uh, South Carolina. Twelve Auburn. Thirteen Missouri, and fourteen Vandy. Mm. Corals. Mm. 
Not really for the first half, uh, I don't think. Uh, you got Vandy back on bottom, so, you know, RIP. They had a good run there for a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think. Missouri hung with Florida for the first half, right? They were, it was pretty close in the first half, and then Florida yeah. kind of ran away with it at the in the second half. So you can't really argue that right. one too much. Um, South Carolina did beat Kentucky this week, i.e. Kentucky does not have a healthy quarterback, so this, this list is with a healthy quarterback. So, yeah, I'm not going to argue that South Carolina is a better team overall with two healthy quarterbacks. So, yeah, I, I can't see too many problems with that, you know. Um, I, I feel like dude, I, I, we're going to really see in this Tennessee Bama game this week, because something tells me Bama is going to catch an L up in Knoxville this week. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I mean, this is not, it's not a spoiler alert here. I mean, if, if, if Bryce isn't playing, there's, I mean, there is a way, and the way is uh, these guys that also are on the field that wear black and white uniforms. There is a way Bama could win, but if Bryce isn't winning or if Bryce isn't playing, I just don't see it. Uh, no, Tennessee, Tennessee is hot right now, son. Dude, and, even if um, they play, honestly, they're kind of fun to watch. Oh, they are fun to watch. Even though that, as much as I hate to say that, they are fun to watch. And even if Bama plays marginally better than they did this week against Tennessee, they're still going to lose that game. Yeah, I just don't see any way that without our Bryce Young, they can pull it off. It's a night game. It's college game day. It's it's about time, man. It's, uh, it's truly about time for – I don't think Saban has ever lost to, to Tennessee while he's been at Bama, so take that or if you will. I think he's like 15-0 and 0 or something ridiculous. Um. But it's it's got to end sometime. Just kind of like we haven't we've only beat Sam Saban once since he's been at Bama, and it was freaking Crooms like last year or something. So, uh, I don't know, man. I'm tired of it. Um, <laughs> I, I just it's nice to see somebody else win every now and then, even if it's not us. Um, as long as it's not Ole Miss. So, uh, we'll we'll do some some recap or some predictions here at the end. But uh, I feel like. I feel like as of now, I just have to give Bama the respect at the two spot and Georgia at the one. And Tennessee yeah. can obviously jump to one by next week if they uh, if they pull it off Saturday. Yeah, but uh, other than that, yeah, no, I don't have any quarrels with the uh, football list. So now uh, you want to get into these coaches list you had me draw up here? Yeah. Since we're talking, so, about, um, talking about football team lists. I guess you can yeah. explain what you, what you got going on here. Yeah. So, do you want to work it at uh from one to fourteen, or yeah, I say let's do one to fourteen and let's do it like one at a time, like back and forth. Okay. I mean, I'm assuming we both have Saban at one. So yeah. Not, yeah, not even gonna harp there. Not yeah. There's not much to talk about there. Uh, Kirby is my number two. I would correct. Okay. Number and three through fourteen is okay. Also, the more. way I did this list. Um, I guess from here on out, there's probably going to be some differences. Uh, I, I took into account where these coaches started from, like what they came in to when yeah, they got right. there, what they've done since then. And, you know, I haven't really looked into too much like, oh, well, they are going to be real good next year. That doesn't really come into what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's more like the, the, what they yeah. have done since they've been yeah. there. And, yeah. you know, 
and and you could say okay they're trending up all right well that's a good thing uh i i kind of let that come in to play a little bit but that that's just getting that out of the way is how i was kind of thinking about this as i was writing this out the way i would put it for me the way i was thinking was if i was going to have to hire a coach for state in in order with what we have in the conference this is my order Oh, well, then Jimbo's at the very end because I'm not paying for that. What, okay. <laughs> Take money out of the equation. Okay. Right? Well, it's a free right. hire. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, who you got so a three? Three, I've got Kiffin. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So uh, he's young. Um, he recruits well. He's interesting. And I like his offense. Okay. I got. I actually have Josh at three, and I think I'm probably just blinded by what Tennessee has done thus far this year, and that's why yeah. he's so high on my thing. You know, he did not come into Tennessee with a very good program, so he has built something there. Um, how long has he been there? Is this year three? Is it third? Third year? I, w- I want to say three. Um, but he, he, he has definitely got the program trending in the right direction. And as of right now, he looks like he's turned his program around faster than some of these other coaches that I, I I've seen, you know. Yeah. But and and he's young, and uh, he's yeah. also a leech product. He won a uh, national title at, as uh, Oklahoma's quarterback in 2000, and uh, Mike Leach was the OC at Oklahoma at that time. There you go. Um, so, but spoiler alert: I got Lane at uh, four after that. Okay, uh, Lane was right there you. at four. I got you. I have Leach at four, actually. Okay. So, who's your five spot? Okay, so, so yeah, so I got Josh at three, Lane at four. And then, this is going to be controversial, all right? This is really going to be controversial. I actually have Sam at five and then Leach at six. And let me explain. Just from bare minimum of what Sam picked up, when he went to Arkansas and what he's done since then just stands out to me. Yeah, they're having a down year this year, but I feel like that has a lot to do with a lot of injuries on their team. I think Sam has been a godsend for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, They have reinvigorated the entire football program. They're not the laughing stock of the SEC anymore. Um, So that is, that is, that just stands out to me. Uh, Leach is at six, of course, because Leach has done, really well like every year you know our team's gotten better and better and i think this is going to be their best year yet and i can't wait to see what's coming over the hill but that's why i put sam above leech and i know you're probably not going to like that but that's just the way i thought about it i don't hate it um but my thing with Pittman is he is a committee coach like he he stabilized a terrible culture okay so if you think you know they were hired in the same year Pittman. I don't know how Chad Morris was that bad because they actually had some dudes. Yeah. Um, they like had Traylon Burks and just like just wasted him. But anyway, um, Pittman inher- inherited a worse culture, and I think he fixed that extremely well. Um, but his as far as an X's and O's go, and recruiting goes, uh, I give Leach the edge on X's and O's and recruiting. Maybe a slight edge for Pittman, but 
Pittman is more of like, I'm going to hire, uh, like, Browles was hot at the time, and now they're all mad at him, but I think Browles is a solid OC. And then Barry Odom, like, he used to be a head coach, and he's the DC. So uh, the the jury is out on, on Pitt. I mean, he – I understand he's got injuries in his down year, but, like, you you have to make adjustments uh, at some point. And stuff like starting Sam – Thornton or whatever at QB over Malik Hornsby uh, on the road. That just like stuff like that. Like that's a terrible, terrible decision. I I just can't I can't buy into the X's and O's. I really like Pittman. I think he's an awesome, dude. I, I think he's a good head coach. I just think he's still got some stuff to learn. And uh, you know, it is like his first like real legitimate head coaching gig. So I don't hate your pick there, but I don't like it either. Okay. You know, you don't have to like everything. No, 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 it's fine. Um, and we don't disagree on a lot, so I'm kind of yeah. glad we are. Gives us uh, more more to talk about. Right. So that was your – okay, so six was your – excuse me, six was Leach for you? Right, correct, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. okay. So you had okay. Leach at uh, four, right? Four, yeah, I had Leach at four. Um, Hypel is five for me. And I have Stoops at six. Okay. So, uh, what's your seven spot then? Stoops. Okay. Right behind. My the seven pitch. is yeah. My seven is B Kelly. Really? You put him that high? Okay. I have to. I mean, dude. I mean, he's barely in the top half of the conference. Uh, but he's the number one winningest coach in college football that's active right now. I'm trying to give him a little respect. Had we had he not beaten us this year, I probably wouldn't. But. I guess I think I'm there's... just thinking about his tenure at LSU, and you know, I, I I'm not really bringing Notre Dame into my picture when I was trying to uh, make this list, and I guess I just you know he's only been there for what five games now, so it's just you know uh, there's not much to go off of, and that's uh, another thing with Napier. You know, I wasn't sure where to put him really because he just hadn't had enough time to see you know yep. are they going to turn it around, what are they going to do with it, kind of thing, you know. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, so, okay. What you said, your seven was what? I forgot. Uh, Stoops, right after. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, so, yeah, I got Stoops, and then at seven. eight is Napier, and then nine is BK. Yeah. Okay. You know, just gotcha. Though. All right. Uh, I had Pittman at eight. Um, I had Billy at nine, and uh, I've got Jimbo at ten. I also have Jimbo at ten, so at least we <laughs> – at least we uh, there. agree there, yeah. And uh, I feel like this back, well, maybe the 11 through 13, I feel like um, is a little difficult. Uh, I've got Beamer at 11. Correct. And I've got Clark at 12. Correct. And I've got Eli at 13. Correct. And I've got Arson last. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> okay, so we kind of just had some, you know, the, like the three through, what, three through eight hole. Yeah, which is you know where the SEC is fun in the middle. Yeah, uh, we had some controversy, so that's good. All right, so what's this other? What's All this right, other so list you got? The the other list since we were doing a coaches list, I figured I wanted to do a more of a fun coaches list as well. So I did a okay. which coach would I most like or most want to have a beer with, uh-huh. and their SEC coaches. So uh, I'll one go ahead. 14? You did the whole thing. Yeah, I did, I did uh, one through fourteen. So I'll go <laughs> okay. ahead and read my list out, and you can let me know if you have any quarrels with it. Okay. All right. Uh, 
start number one, it's got to be Leech. He has so many yeah. stories and history and whatever. Like, I cannot imagine a more fun person to drink beer with and hang out with. Then I got Pittman at number two because I think he would just be a hoot and holler and a, a fun guy to listen to drinking as well. I also think he's probably like a machine. Yeah, I bet he can put it down. Um, number three, this one is going to be a little interesting. And I got Saban in the three spot. And I know some people don't like that or some people won't like that. But for the way I thought about it is I feel like Saban is kind of a funny guy in his own way, especially if he's not being serious about football, you know, and I feel like that could be a pretty cool, you know, conversation to have if you're drinking with somebody, yeah. you know? this would have to be like an off season beer. Right. Like correct. You know, like, cause I've seen videos of him taking players out to the lake and everything. And he looks like a pretty good time out there, you know? So, um, I got Napier at four. I think, uh, he's a pretty cool dude. I don't really know much about him, but just from what I've seen, look like he'd be a cool guy to, you know, throw some die with, or, you know, hang out with whatever. <laughs> Uh, I got Kiffin at five. Um, I it was wrong. I feel, like, I, I feel like Kiffin doesn't drink beer. I feel like he drinks like gin or, or uh, high noons. I feel like he's a high noon guy. That that that's kind of on point. <laughs> um, uh, six. I got Stoops. Uh, seven. Shane Beamer. Uh, eight is Josh. Nine is Jimbo. And I feel I still feel like Jimbo's a little high on this list, but the the back end of this is just so bad that Jimbo has to be at nine. Uh, ten is Clark. I don't. There's not. Uh, you know, he screams like, military to me. He scares me. Like, yeah, I don't know. You know, and then eleven Kirby. He's just Kirby. I don't want to drink a beer with Kirby Smart. He's just Kirby, a little. Kirby's a dweeb. He's a little nerd. Yeah, it's just no he's fun. And then we got Brian Kelly at twelve. He's just. I don't want to talk to that man. He just, I feel like he's just a weird dude as well. And then we got Harson in the 13th spot. And then Eli, the worst looking coach in the conference, Drinkowitz. What a weirdo. Uh, yeah, uh, the drink guy you don't want to drink with. No, he's uh, a weird guy. But yeah, I just I just f- thought it would be funny to throw out those. those. Uh, what was uh, what was your 7-8 again? 7-8 was Beamer, and uh, 8 is Josh. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like Heupel's a little low on here. I feel like I feel like he'd be a fun barbecue guy. Probably, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Um, interesting. I may have to I may have to respond with mine next week. Yeah, there you go. Um, hmm, got some interesting takes in there, but I I don't hate it. Yeah. All right. Well, so, so what we got next? Up next, we have. Around the conference predictions for week seven. Alrighty. And we'll just kind of, while we're predicting these, we'll kind of, if there's something interesting from this last weekend's games, we'll mention it. Um, Obviously, uh, it'll be brought up. Um, and we won't talk about us until Thursday, but uh, we'll yeah, start so- at the top of the, top of the lobby here. Um, Auburn at Ole Miss. Auburn has beat Ole Miss nine out of the last ten years. Which is mind blowing. That is mind blowing. I did not know that was a stat until just the other day when it came yeah. up in the Twitter group chat. Yeah, like uh, I knew it was bad. I thought it was more like seven out of ten, but uh, nine out of ten is something because um, we're five and five with them. And uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Ole Miss is favored by fifteen right now. It's eleven a.m. kickoff. It's in Oxford. Um, how do you feel about this game? 
Um, you know, I <clears throat> as much as I'd like Auburn to win it, I don't think they're going to. I just don't think that they they have any team cohesion at this point. I feel like the entire school is just waiting for an opportunity to fire their coach. So, you know, um, I don't, I don't, I don't see Auburn winning this game. I really don't. Even though they did play okay against LSU, I just don't see them winning this game. Yeah, and uh, they didn't they didn't play too good against a, a Georgia team who had been struggling. No. Um, do you think Auburn has a chance to cover here? Yes, and I say this because I feel like they will be able to score a little bit, and I haven't really seen Ole Miss play. I mean, Auburn is not a big defensive team or anything. But, I mean, you saw what Kentucky did. Kentucky has a good defense, and, you know, Ole Miss barely scraped by and really did not look very good on offense during that game. So, I don't know. Uh, I, I think it's a little closer than, what would you say, 17 points? 15. 15? I, I, I think Auburn covers that, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think they get blown out by any means, especially at an 11 a.m. game in Oxford. Okay. You know, it's not going to be Hot. that loud. Hot take here, um, maybe. Well, it's a question mark. Uh, is Auburn the second best team that Ole Miss has played so far? Yes. That's pathetic. Yeah. That is, that is really sad. It is bad. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you, man. Um, man, if they just didn't have an idiot as a coach, they really could play could play with this Ole Miss team uh, with just a really mediocre defense. Um, Yep, I would love for for Auburn to cover. Uh, I'm just I'm just gonna see Ole Miss just squeaking by and winning by maybe 17. Um, moving on from there, uh, we don't have to harp on this much as Vanderbilt, but um, Vandy at UGA. Uh, Vandy is better than you know they have been in the past, but uh, it's a 2:30 game. I'm not really sure why it's a 2:30 game. Um, the spread is at 38 and a half. I do think Vanderbilt covers that though. I see that, yeah. I think they cover that. But I don't think um, Georgia's going to struggle too much on this one. No. And uh, the next 2.30 game, um, for some reason I thought this was at night, maybe because we're playing Bama at night in two weeks. Uh, the CBS game, college game day, uh, number three, Bama at Knoxville. Uh, Tennessee is currently at number six. Bama is favored by seven and a half right now. I feel like that's a little high on the road. Um, with the way they've been playing recently, the matchup predictor has them at a 69.8% chance uh, to win this game. I just feel like, Dude, I feel I don't, like Tennessee's better than that. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't see that, especially if Bryce doesn't play. If, if Bryce doesn't play, chalk it. Uh, if he does play, I feel like it can be a very close game down to the wire maybe, but seven and a half is a bit much for playing in Knoxville, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so. I completely expect Tennessee to cover that, um, regardless if he's playing QB for uh for Bama. Yeah, I agree. Um so uh that's gonna be a great game. I honestly wish I could go. Like I have no dog in the fight. Like I'd just love to go. Dude, I, I am kinda halfway thinking about it. My buddy in Knoxville said, Yeah, we got tailgate, I got room for you, come on. And I'm kind of are they, are they staying on the river on the boat or they got no it was uh, tailgate and like we'd stay at his house in Knoxville but 
Oh, you're asking, are they doing the Vol Navy? I actually don't think yeah, they yeah. are this time, which is sad. Okay. Uh, so that that would well, honestly, my... if you if you go, let me know because I may want to get out of town. Now it's if I can if we can find a ticket or something. Um, okay. We'll talk about that later. Anyway, uh, Arkansas at BYU. Arkansas is desperate, and I mean desperate, for a win. They're favored by one and a half right now. Uh, I think BYU lost this last weekend to somebody they shouldn't have. Uh, they're four and two. Uh, but BYU is a tough place to play. We played there in 2016, um, and we lost in overtime. It was brutal, but it was a good crowd. Uh, do you think Arkansas bounces back? It uh, yeah, I was about to say that. KJ is definitely going to be back next week. I think that they they're playing with a chip on their shoulder now, especially since last week, uh, getting blown out. Um, I I think Arkansas is going to bounce back, and I think they're gonna they're gonna beat this BYU team. Not saying it's going to be easy for them, or they're going to blow them out by any means, but I do think Arkansas is going to squeak squeak this one out. I believe. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I'd probably take Arkansas by maybe ten here. Um, I just think. BYU probably overrated. Okay. Um, moving on down here, I feel like this is an interesting one uh, by two teams that are middle of the pack. Uh, LSU at Florida. How do you feel about this one? You know, that's their. I mean, it is you know out of. Right, I was about to say out of conference, but it's out of division, and that is their division rival, and they. Like, like, you know, we play Kentucky every year, but it's just like, all right, we play Kentucky, whoop-de-doo. These guys hate each other. Florida fans hate LSU fans. LSU fans hate Florida. It's there's a, it's like an actual pretty good rivalry going here. Uh, I do think at this point in time, LSU is the better team that they are playing in Gainesville. Um, so who's to say what's going to happen? Because uh, you know how rivalries are. They... They are just crazy. I think this is going to be a really fun game to watch. And to be honest, I'm not even going to make a prediction on who wins because I have no idea. Yeah, I'm with you there. The line is two and a half for Florida um, in the swamp. I don't know. I just don't – I don't know, man. I don't like either of these QBs too much. Um, This is a pick to me. Like, I think I could flip a coin and – and I think LSU is a little better, but it's at Florida. I just don't know. I don't know where to go. I'm I'm gonna have to pick the game and my pick them, and I I'm probably gonna go Florida, uh, just because it's at home at night at the swamp. Um, I'll take Florida by three, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, so yeah, obviously our game is the night game, uh, and we will talk about that on Thursday. Any of y'all listening that has a UK fan that's not just a UK basketball fan like Chef um, that actually knows UK football and would like to hop on, please let us know. Uh, This is uh, not really a fan base I interact with much at all on Twitter, so I kind of need some help here. But um, really excited about uh, about this game. I think we have a good shot to go six and one before before we go to T Town and then. You know, roll the dice on, uh, you know, what's his face, Bryce's shoulder injury. But, um, you got any more thoughts? No, not really. Uh, I think it's going to be a good week. Uh, I think, you know, we're going to talk about the Kentucky game later, but I, I feel good about it. Uh, I think there's going to be some good football this weekend. The slate looks pretty good. Not not just in the SEC, but around. There's a lot of you know top twenty five matchups going on. So it's going to be a good weekend of football. I'm excited. Um, we can quickly talk about last week's poll and then get out of here. 
Oh yeah, man. And um, uh, if y'all, you know, y'all listen, I have a uh, new poll up. Uh, if you think Helen Keller is a fraud, please let us know and vote below. Um, that was, this one was inspired by my lovely fiance. Last week's uh, last week's poll was uh, how many holes does a straw have? And uh, I think what was the final tally? I think it was like sixty-one percent said one, and then it was either one, two, or infinity. So those were your choices. Yeah, I'm and, and the, what was what was your answer? To uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the one train. It doesn't matter how deep a hole is; it's just one hole. You know, it's like if I'm looking at a well, I don't know. Like if I if I got a board, a one inch piece of board, and I put a hole in it, or if I have a tree and I drip drill a hole in it like all the way through well it's just it's still one hole you know so that's it's, that's my that's my viewpoint on the matter it, it kind of rallied back here at the end before i saw it um one got 51 percent two got 34 and infinite got 15 percent um and i guess what what's the infinite uh argument it's because it it technically doesn't it's it's just it one flat piece of thing uh, that's rolled right right so rolled up yeah right so, I don't know. Um, I guess I never really thought about it that way. I guess it's kind of a good point, but, you know. It's a mind-boggler, that's for sure. Yeah. But, um, anyway, go vote whether you think Helen Keller is a fraud or not. Uh, it's very important and something that needs to be talked about more. <laughs> uh, the, anyway, my, uh, my uh, kickoff song slash whatever song of the week slash banger is Smoke on the Water by Deep Purple. Y'all take it easy. We'll see y'all Thursday. See y'all Thursday.